Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us once again. When I say us, I mean Scene 3, your favourite movie podcast. Uh, this is Mark, and I'm, as always, joined by my co-host, Shane. Hello, my name is Shane. Uh, this uh, week, we are covering movie franchises with some legs. Is that what <laughs> yeah, we call I, think, it? I think so. We like to fuck around with titles a lot. We forget what we uh, call them. Movies... With franchises that had some legs. Yeah, that sounds good. Something like that, yeah. just the right amount of unnecessary complication that I like. Just just long enough where the title scrolls across your phone 14 (laughs) times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we picked some pretty good uh, franchises here, I think. Each of these movies had at least seven or eight movies in them. They did have some legs. We were looking at the Saw franchise, which started back in 2004. The Fast and the Furious franchise, which started back in 2001. And the American Pie franchise, which started back in 1999, all around the uh, early 2000s. Yeah, so they've all got like they've all got pretty much ten years at least, yeah. a, a decade on the clock of churning out movies. Some quicker than others. Some you know, some take a couple of years. Some every year, like the Saw one. Some let their original creators go and just kept on churning out movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some have directors that left the franchise, then came back to the franchise. Mm. Um, Some and then, have characters that left the franchise and came back yep, to the franchise. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess when we talk about franchises, franchises are, what do you call a franchise? Like a Harry Potter's a franchise. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Police Academy, those are all franchise movies. We should have done Police Academy. But yeah. Just, yeah. Seven, seven, seven Police Academies, I think. Isn't there more than that? I thought there was there nine. Might be. It just yeah, it was the, I feel it like was the movie that kept on going. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and remember the titles. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of horror franchises. You've yeah. got your, your uh, Friday the 13th, yep. your Nightmare on Elm Street. Streets, your, um, God, why am I drawing a blank with Pinhead in it? The, Hellraiser. The the horror movie guru himself. Yeah, Hellraiser. That was weird. Uh, Wishmaster. Oh, great. I mean, that's only four movies, but I'm going to call that a franchise. That's a franchise. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. if you get to three, I reckon you're a franchise, you know? You just um, you tip over to the trilogy territory, and then that I think that makes yeah, you franchise. build a and I mean, what do you need to have to have a franchise? You have to have financial success, right? Cool. I can't of think of a franchise yeah. that doesn't. Well, you you, you, if you don't make go money. For, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. go back for more if you didn't make money. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to have some kind of you know at least a financial reason to go back and revisit, 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 revisit. Yeah. Um, which I guess comes from either good characters and good stories and. And when we saw that in our previous episode where we did um, aiming to reboot a franchise with Dread that didn't do the job because yeah. it just wasn't commercially successful. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess money is the, f- the first thing up front and centre when you're talking about franchises. The right? root of all franchise. The root of all franchise is money. Got to have lots of money. Um, and I guess, you know, in this day and age now, like you notice with a lot of these bigger films, you know, they signed them on. Like, I think The Rock signed like a three picture deal for the franchise, for the um, Fast and Furious franchise. I thought you were going to say the Welcome to the Jungle franchise. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would happily welcome that as a franchise. Christopher Walken in that movie is like my one of my favorite Walken when he tells that fairy tale story to the, all the natives and they don't speak English. <laughs> yeah. so they understand what I'm yeah. talking about. The concept <laughs> of the tooth fairy. <laughs> it's a favorite around this household, oh. absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, like like you said, signing picture, you know, getting them because that way, you know, they don't have to pay as much if this franchise takes off. You don't have to, you know, the stars pay to pay packet doesn't have to go up. Yeah, that's even it. though you know when we go through it and we'll look at some of the dollar figures on these movies and these franchises, some of them went gangbusters. There is, a, I mean, all of them went gang. The three we looked at all went crazy, right? Mm. 
Um, where do you want to dive in first? Should we start light and fluffy in the 1999? Let's do that. Let's That's do my favourite year. Yeah. 1999. That was when I graduated from high school class in 99. I'm an old man. That's really weird. 1999 feels like five years ago to me, but it's in reality it's like... It's nearly two decades now. It's weird. Like yeah. people who were born then are 18 years old. Yeah, that's that's busted up. Does that, yeah, does that disturb you? Like when you it see that, cut, me. you see the personalised licence plate I, oh and it's my like, God, I hate it so Lee much. 99 and you're like, holy shit. No, someone I hate bought it. Someone bought a resume to work and I'll go, oh yeah, cool. Oh, you're born in 1996. Oh, you know, oh, wait, no, what? you are over 20 years oh, old. Dear. Yeah, oh dear. I've done it again. <laughs> Um, that's why I always make girls show me their driver's license before I let them in the house now. I'm that's glad you said driver's good. license. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll look at American Pie because that was, a, I guess, a huge movie back in, I mean, do you remember 1999 when it came out? Yes, absolutely. It, it, I think it was like because we hadn't really had raunchy comedies for at least a, a decade, had mm. we? Because the 90s didn't really produce any kind of, um, you know, raunchiness that the 80s had. Yeah. And so, yeah, with American Pie, uh, it was like a revival of that raunchiness that we didn't, you know. Mm. I'm trying to think of like raunchy teen comedies and stuff in the 90s. Like Porky's. and Yeah, but I mean. Oh, you mean, yeah. We, all I can think of is that movie with Jerry O'Connell called Tomcats. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. I, that is not on but Blu-ray this, or DVD anyway. I want to watch that movie again. It's that, that was late 90s as well though, wasn't it? I yeah, think. it was. I think you're right. Yeah. It might have even been 2000. I think it was like 2000, maybe. Maybe. I can't even, I can't even. I think we should get a noisier door in here. <laughs> I can't even download that movie. You can't even download it. That's, That's how obscure that film is. I want to watch it again. Just maybe just... Jerry O'Connell's like actively <laughs> just like subduing that movie because he doesn't want people to but see But he's it. in great shape in that. That's the shape, best shape of his life in that movie. Well, you're just thinking of him as Fat Jerry O'Connell. Fat Jerry O'Connell. He's my favourite character. <laughs> Uh, so cool. Well, what do you want to do? We'll run through how many they were, right? So yeah, let's do that. American Pie, we had a total, and I'll be referring to my notes a lot here, so it's, you know, Bear cut, with the, me while cut the pauses paper. out so I seem more professional. No. <laughs> One, I'm, two, I'm three, four, four like five, six, seven, eight movies. Now, how many of those eight had the original cast? Yeah, there? well, that's the question. So we started in like 1999 three? with American Pie. Uh, which was the original movie with the four boys graduating from high school. Yep. Then we had American Pie 2, which was 2001. So two years later, that was the college, college summer break. Yeah. And they were, you know, boys being boys. Yep. And we brought back a couple of the love interests, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then two years again, so these are every two years we're tuning these out, American Wedding. The Wedding. And that was Jim and Michelle, the main, um, the two main characters from the original films, getting yep. married. But we lost Oz Stryker, Chris Klein. He wasn't in this movie for some weird reason. I assume it's like pay. I'm sure you can Google it and find out. Then we stopped. Then we went to two years later, we went to 2005, and we're going the National Lampoon's route with American Pie Presents. Yes. So this is American Pie Presents Bandcamp, uh, and that is centres around Matt Stifler, the younger brother oh, of Stifler, <laughs> yes, I believe that's it was. Right. I should say up front, I have seen all of these American Pie movies. You haven't. I have seen them all, but these American Pie Present ones blur together so badly. Oh, I gave up on them after the wedding. I powered through them. You know how no, I love to watch a bad film because yeah, I, you know, I still think you learn more from a bad film. That's just dedication that I don't understand. It, and I should say they're like background movies. I was probably doing something else while they were playing. <laughs> like living your life. Like living my <laughs> life. 
Um, and then we went on to 2006, so only a mere year later, because you know these are lesser quality films and mm, be, these are the no old stars, no stars. Man. Yeah, so we can get them. So we're running. at the point now where we've got none of the original cast, none of the original cast. Yeah, none. Of, well, I'll circle back to that. 2006, American Pie presents The Naked Mile. So that's Eric Stifler, which I believe is the cousin of the original oh, Stifler. Now, see, now they're stretching the bow really yeah, far. And it, I think, yeah. And then he gets a hall pass from his girlfriend because he's going to see a college, see his cousin in, who's in college already. And, you know, his girlfriend says, oh, yeah, do whatever you want. You're a Stifler. But this guy's like a nice Stifler. So I think I vaguely remember parts of this. And then we go to 2007, one more year later, American Pie presents Beta House. So that's Eric, the character again, and he's pledging for uh, fraternity. Then we've got uh, 2009, I think it is, the American Pie presents The Book of Love. That's a complete rehole. And so it's three guys in the same school, the East Great, uh, Great East Falls, yep. and they find the book that, remember, oh, Casey Affleck yes, yep. as the older brother in the original yep. hides in the library. So they find that and they, it's all about their shenanigans, I guess. I guess they're trying to reboot it. Mm. Uh, and then I can't believe 2012 was American Reunion, which, again, talking about time, that was five years ago. It doesn't feel... Yeah. And that was where we bring back all of the cast and yeah. it's like a reunion and, you know... Um, See how old and fat everyone got. Yeah, and they're all just sort of, yeah, I mean, nothing really happens. Yeah, it's 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 okay. It was a good movie. It was fine. Um, and that was 2012. Um, but you talk about recurring cast member. There is one cast there member. Is. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And there I is checked it off. One. He's in every, every single one. Every single one. Mr. Eugene Levy, who Eugene is a hilarious yep. actor. As Jim's dad. As Jim's dad. He plays Jim's dad in every one of these movies. And, man, they find a way to shoehorn him in. He's, they a, he's a solid character, in. I have to say. I remember his appearance in The Naked Mile, and he plays like an Almada of that school, and he invented The Naked Mile run, and he's like a legend at that school. Because <laughs> I think in the after the wedding, in the wedding, I think he's divorced. Him and Jim's mum aren't together in the wedding. Oh, Okay. Or it might be in reunion anyway. Anywho. Like, he's in all of them. Like it matters. Yeah. I love American Pie. I like two. I like the wedding. I think the first three are great. Yep. Um, the subsequent four aren't great. <laughs> I, th- I think two was my favourite. I remember watching the absolute shit out of two, um, much to everyone else in my household's disgust. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't – I think – Probably just because I've watched it more times, I remember two more fondly than the first. Two's got some great gags in it. Yeah, like when they find the dildo in the lesbian's house and (laughs) they're like running around trying to hide, like, and he super glues himself. He masturbates with super glue instead of lube. Too good. It's all that classic American Pie stuff amped up, and then you get the Stifler's mum stuff back as well. She rocks up and and boinks Finch. I remember American Pie almost better than my own high school experience. <laughs> you've just, you've superimposed yourself into the movie. Into it, yeah. What, uh, um, solid films. What um, surprised me a lot about it, and I guess it just shows its age now, is it's kind of misogynist as well. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. It, it, it was definitely written probably by and for 15-year-old boys. Yeah, <laughs> it was written by two men originally, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they, um, I think they got a lot of writing credits across the board, but... Yeah, you're right. These films are not for women. They're not. They're not female friendly. They kind of get a little bit better when you get to wedding and you sort of get more of yeah. Michelle's view. But the women in these films are just pure catalysts yeah. for events. They're Absolutely. not. They're either sex objects or they're catalysts. 
there's no real, you know, I mean, and that's, I guess, the, the qualm of a ra- raunchy comedy. I'd love to see, like, a gender bent on that. That'd be great to have, like, a female raunchy sort of teen comedy, that's which you kind of, like, you get a little bit of that in, like, your Juno, your films like Juno yeah. and stuff like that, which kind of kick, the, kick it around a little bit. But, yeah, you're right. They, they're I, very, I, yeah, I suppose yeah. it's historically accurate because adolescent boys are, well, jerks. Yeah, yeah, they're dirtbags, yeah. Um, and, 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 I mean, and some of these conversations it, are oh. conversations that you, as a young 15-year-old, 16-year-old boy, probably actually had with each other. And then you watch it now as a, as a grown man and cringe and think, oh, yeah. was I ever that crude yeah, and absolutely. disgraceful? <laughs> that's why I think that, that's what I was kind of hoping the reunion one had been, but, no, they were just the same, like... <laughs> Jerk offs, just they had bank accounts now. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'll go. I'll, I did a bit of research on the numbers, which I'll, I'll run through with you. So we'll start at American Pie at the top, and we'll talk about the budget, then the the gross, right? Yeah. So the gross is the domestic and international takings total of the film. So for the first American Pie, it was the eleven million dollar budget, and it made two hundred and thirty five million dollars. Yep, fantastic. Keep that's turning those definitely out. getting a sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they made the second one, which had a $30 million budget. So they're thinking, you know, up the, up the money, make more money, which okay, they did, $287 million, which is fantastic. Uh, and then they did the American Wedding, so $55 million budget and $231 million. So that's not too bad. Those are your three sort of main ones. Um, and they started making them for 50 bucks. Yeah, well, they, they spent $100 million on those three roughly, uh, but they got back, you know, nearly $800 million. So that's a good turnaround that's, that's a good in anyone's turn. book. Yep. Yeah, that. then they get to American Pie Presents Bandcamp and you kind of think, oh, well, you know, they're not that confident, so let's give them a $10 million budget. Um, I couldn't actually find the return figures on those ones. Um, <laughs> it's been anywhere, hidden. I don't know. Hidden. The, I mean, then they went to American Pie, The Naked Mole. They spent 15 mil, so ten, it must have done okay. It must have been, spent yeah. a little bit more. Uh, then they went to Beta House where it was back to 10. Ten million dollars. Yep. Then they went to the Book of Love, which was seven million because it was a whole. Brand <laughs> they really new cast. pulled back on that one. They pulled right back, and then we did American Reunion. How much do you think they spent on American Reunion? Thirty, fifty, because they were getting 50. everyone back this time. And now they're all big stars. And but they, they made two hundred and thirty-four back. Yeah. So they've still got that same formula: two thousand and twelve versus nineteen ninety-nine uh, versus, uh, let's say, American Wedding, which is two thousand three. So 10 years later, they're still spending 50 and making 234. Yeah. That's a franchise. Hmm. You could easily make another couple of them. But I think the lesson learned there is... Don't make flops. Well, make the them with the original cast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, American Pie Presents nonsense isn't something that people seem to be enjoying as no, much as... Yeah. They, I think a lot of them were directed DVD as well. So, yeah. I mean, if you don't get theatrical release, that's going to sting you a little bit as well. Yes. Well, if, you, if you're just churning them out for the sake of keeping the name out there, it's kind of... I don't know. Is that is that playing your audience's mugs a little bit? It is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're watering down the brand. Yeah. The franchise, if you will. I would still definitely recommend that people see, like, if you haven't seen America, but I guess there's people out there who haven't. I'm sure there is. I've spoken to some of our listeners who are, like, you know, 25, so... How old would they have been in 1999? I don't know. I'm I mean, people who haven't seen The Matrix and I'm like, what? That's not possible. It came out like two years ago. There's it people didn't. on planet Earth that haven't seen The Matrix. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. There's people born well after us. It's a weird thing, but it happened. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it either, but it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would recommend the original cast ones. The yeah, other ones are, yeah. are all bad films. Yeah. Um, if you want just a bit of, you know, T&A comedy, then some of them have, you know... If you want something to put on and have a laugh with some mates and have a few beers, they're probably worth that value, but that's about it. Mm. 
Which ones did you say you'd seen? You've seen all. I've seen the first three. Yep, and you haven't seen Reunion? I haven't seen Reunion, no. Um, it wasn't so too bad. The only gag I remember out of the wedding was when he shaves himself and drops it out the window and ruins oh, the wedding yeah, cake. Oh, yeah, all these pubes go into the wedding cake. Yeah, yeah, that's the only gag I remember out of the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and someone shags a granny in the cupboard. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That, that's that's she's it. She's happy. Yeah. Yeah, that one was always weird because they never had the Oz character. Mm. I was always like, why wouldn't he, like of all the things, he wouldn't, like, as if he wouldn't come and to it's it. not like he went on to do... Big amazing things. No, it's not like any of them have done anything. Yeah, well, um, Alison Hannigan. I mean, How I Met Your Mother. She had a, yeah, she had a good career. So. Absolutely. But she could come back for one of these. Oh, yeah, sure. I like Jason Biggs. He's great. Hmm. But he could come, Scott. But if we wrote another one, he'd probably come back and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Troy William Scott, you know, yeah. He did, um, he did a string of kind of, I guess, adolescent, Raunchy comedies, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had did. some good ones. He did. He was in, um, oh, what, what am I thinking of? Oh, old school. He was great in that. He was, well, he wasn't really in it, but he was in it for a little bit. Um, wasn't guy. he in the. Um, He's in those goon movies, which is great. Wasn't he in the reboot of, uh, what do we call it? With Jessica Simpson? Schindler's List? That's Schindler's Fist, you think you are. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I'm um, Who's the Dukes of Hazard? Wasn't he in Dukes of Hazard? He was, yes, yes. Jessica Simpson, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're saying that as a positive. <laughs> I can't well, tell. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't it funny? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we said, the same comedy. It was, that, it was that genre. I wasn't necessarily saying it as a good or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. he, he did a lot of those he style did stuff. films. I mean, he, he, he had he bills to pay. Yeah. yeah. He had a second bathroom to install. Mm. Uh, can't yeah, live on that American Pie money forever. Can, wow, I don't know. You probably could. Yeah. I get a third one, you'd hope. It's <laughs> some good money. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that's American Pie. I mean, obviously, you'd, you, you would recommend the first one, the ones you have seen? The first three, absolutely. Yeah, They're all, all solid films. You're definitely not wasting your time to go and see. I'm not, the other uh, ones. yeah, I'm not lining up to go and see American Pie Presents Bandcamp. <laughs> um, no. I might at one point maybe see Reunion. I don't know. Yeah, it's worth a look. I think I'm, look just I'm, a, I'm in a different place as a person now. Well, that's why it's kind of good because they're all grown up, and but you know, it's like, oh, what's it like being an adult? So they don't shag apple pies on the kitchen counter anymore. No, he does something else. No, he does something else weird from memory. He has this weird thing where he covers his junk with a pot lid, but it's a clear pot lid, so he's like works well. Dicking balls are just mashed up against. <laughs> it's actually quite a funny gag because like his wife and her friend come in and he's like, oh, trying to cover himself up, but it's a clear lid. He's got a dirty dick. He's got a very dirty dick. Just, I'm putting it out there. Could I be mean, a stunt cock. It, I don't think it was because it's like a wide shot and he's, you know, he's not afraid to fuck a pie, so. He must hate that as an actor. Like, he must <laughs> always be referred to as a guy that fucked a pie. <laughs> Jerked off with super glue and then yeah. shaved his pubes <laughs> off to ruin his wedding. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Great, great title, American mm. Pie. Uh, the next franchise we'll look at uh, started in 2004 mm. called Saw. Saw. Mm. Two young Australian boys, which was great, mm. written and directed by in the, the original. Um, I, I love the original one. Yeah. It's it a was, brilliant film with a brilliant twist in a time when brilliant twists weren't expected. Yeah, yeah. It was a, I remember it at the time being a real head screwer. It was a horror, but it was also like it had this thriller. Well, so yeah, thriller, you mm. kind of, yeah, that's it. So they've gone on to make uh, seven of them and an eighth one is currently in the works when we oh, record what, this. Oh, I haven't stopped. They haven't. St- well, let's let's break it down. <laughs> okay, let's do uh, that. We start with Saw, two thousand four. Yep. 
then we move into Saw 2 in Very 2005. creatively titled, I must say, this entire franchise. Very creatively yep. titled. Yep, Saw 3, mm-hmm. 2006. So we're pumping these out one every one, year. There was one a year for eight years or something, wasn't there? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a pretty good run. Uh, Saw 4, 2007. Mm-hmm. Saw 5, mm-hmm. 2008. Uh, Saw 6, 2009. Saw 3D, the final chapter, 2010. Or was it? Not the final chapter. No. <laughs> so the newest one that's coming out this year is called Jigsaw. Mm. And it's sort of, I, there's a quick teaser trailer on the internet if you want to look it up, alluding to the fact that to, the Tobin Bell, who plays Jigsaw, who is the, the central serial killer of all of these films, may still be alive because he, he passed away in one of the previous films. Or did he? Uh, or did he? Which, I mean, this movie. I, I can just fill up this whole episode with, or, or did, did he? he? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the first Saw film is brilliant. I really mm. like the second one. Third one starts to break down for me and then I have only seen, I think, four, five, and I don't think I've seen six, but I'm pretty sure I saw Saw 3D. So, but the first three are the only three that have got the original writers, aren't they? After that, uh, they The just... first two are the original, yes, and sorry, I believe Lee, Lee Wanell wrote on the third one. Um, but then, their EPs on, on credit on yeah. all of them. And then yeah. after that, they took their money and went on to do other things. Yeah, yeah. So they've had pretty good successful careers now with um, the Conjuring, Conjuring films yeah. and Insidious, which are like two of my favourite franchises in horror. Like Insidious, the first Insidious when it came along was brilliant because it was the first movie that actually scared me because I'd been so desensitised being such a lover of horror that, mm. like, yeah, when I saw Insidious, I knew nothing about it. I just happened to be with a friend. We went and saw it. We were, like, the only two people in the cinema, uh, and it was, like, a great experience. I think I may have mentioned it before when Adam was on because me and Adam were the ones who saw it, a uh, previous guest on the show, uh, and it was great. It was an old-school violin strike. I mean, it still had its jump scares, but it had, like, a real sort of universal horror-type feel to it. It must so. have been pretty – I haven't seen it, but it must have been pretty messed up if it scared you because I know it how – It just had some great – I know like, how mentally disturbed you like, are. Yeah, so. it wasn't – it was subtle and it's scary, which I find more, mm. yeah, than over-the-top gore. But I love over-the-top gore as well, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, and Conjuring films are fantastic too, and so they've got the Annabelle movies. I wasn't a big fan of that Annabelle movie, but that Annabelle creation apparently is phenomenal, so I'm going to go and see that this weekend. But that's – like, those guys have built – whole other franchises within franchises. Yeah. Franchises yeah. that are connected now. So, you know, that's a that's a lot of work and that's mm. sort of, you know, and they've brought in other horror directors who've come and gone. I think Darren Lynn Boseman, Bousman or how it's pronounced, left this franchise then came back and did more. And so it's a mixed bag in terms mm. of directors and writers. Um, and they, uh, those guys are EPs on all of the films. Um, we'll go through the numbers, I guess. Well, I mean, Saw was the original movie, which... As the great, if you haven't seen it, see it straight out of the gate. Yeah, definitely. Saw is a movie it. you have to see. Uh, it's a little bit gore. There's a little bit of gore in there it's, if you're squeamish, yeah. but it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I think um, they they ramp up the gore. Like I remember Saw three being quite. Two I found was quite brutal. That's the one where they're all trapped in the house and they're trying to. It's like a big booby trapped house. It's like six strangers, I think it is. I mean, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes here, so just go with it because a lot of these like, these later point. movies blur together or something bad. And they were all trapped in the house. And there's a scene where the, uh, the girl, I can't remember the characters, Amanda from the first one, uh, trips and falls into a pit of syringes because she's next junkie. That's right, yeah. And, oh, man, I, that made me squirm, like, because she's just, just rolling around in this. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, it's... man, that was brilliant. I find that more, like, gory mm. than heads being exploded or eviscerated. Yeah. Um, and then the third one wasn't too bad either. I didn't mind the third one. That was where he kidnaps the doctor. 
you know, because from the second one you learn that Amanda was part of it and yeah. so now she's like his disciple and she she helps him kidnap this doctor to try and save him because he's, you know, Tobin Bell, who's awesome in all of these movies, even as stupid as they get. He is brilliant in it. And then the doctor has to, like, help him because there's, like, you know, a time-based threat, rah, rah, rah. Um, and then the fourth one was the cop one. Yeah, see, I, I checked out after three. Yeah, and then you find out the cop was the bad guy and Jigsaw passes away. And then the or does he? And then the cops on the run, yeah. And they're trying to. There's an agent in the FBI trying to hunt him down. And then the agent gets killed, I think, in the final chapter. The final chapter is like all of them are battling for his legacy. If I remember correctly, the main is the doctor from the first one who cut his leg off. They bring Carrie Hill's character back, yeah, and he's the main mastermind behind it. You're like that is does not. I mean, I don't want to rag on this film too much because I can't remember watching them. Like that's how bad it is. Um, I feel like I've seen most of them, but I can't be a hundred percent sure. If I ever have some downtime, I will watch all three or four in a row. Um, but I just remember the traps getting more and more ludicrous and more mm. and more ridiculous. And there's one that opens with a big glass blocks a uh, box in the middle of like a town square, and there's this girl and these two guys all strapped in this device. And there's a saw, a buzzsaw that goes back and slides back and forward, and the guys will keep pushing it to the, they have to push it to one side to save the girl because the buzzsaw is moving up, and it's going to kill her unless one of them pushes it. But you're going to kill the person opposite you, and then you learn that one of them's her boyfriend and one of them's she's been cheating on, so oh. she, they're both romantically involved with her, and you know I think in the I can't even remember I think they just let it kill her <laughs> because she's you know been been the dog. But that was where I was just like, like I tuned out. Yeah. How can you do that in the middle of the night? Set up a, a, <laughs> set up a ten foot by elaborate. ten foot glass box with this elaborate saw contraption that needs power, <laughs> while drugging these two. It can't be just him by himself. Of course, he has to have twenty people working for him. There's a whole army of people setting like this you stuff could up. See, uh, like window marketers take overnight to set up Myers windows. Like, <laughs> imagine going to this effort. Like, to, to I don't know how he doesn't get caught. It's ridiculous. Even the third one's pretty ridiculous. He builds a whole house and then you know seals it all up and puts all these traps in. That would take years, years to plan that. And he's supposed to be like horrendously ill as well. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah he's like dying horribly. Like that was his whole thing because he got the doctor in the first one because the doctor was really dismissive of him in his illness. So yeah, it starts getting pretty elaborate. And it's I don't know. I always think of it like Batman. Like, how does he get all that shit without being found out? And then, you know, you watch the Chris Nolan Batmans and it's like, oh, you know, we'll order 50,000 of these so it looks, you know, it doesn't look suspicious and, you know, and then we'll do this and that and they cover up building the bat suit. I imagine that's what this is. He must have so much money in different joint bank accounts. Like He's, he's got little trap houses all over the world. So yeah, he's, to a, like, he's like a modern-day Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> it's like a demented Santa Claus. How is he doing this? Who is funding this operation? Is the government behind him? So it gets pretty ludicrous and pretty stupid, but I can always forgive stupid and ludicrous, but there's only so much I can take. Hmm. When they just start bringing people back going, ah, ah, he's in it and she's in it and that's in it. And they were always it's in like, it. like, wait, at some point, like, he, so if he was in on it, why was he just sitting in that room by himself then, you know, like? Can I, can I let you in on a little secret? Please do, please My do. My favourite part of the original Saw movie, because I'd forgotten all about it, Danny Glover. Oh, Yeah. I'd forgotten yeah. he was in it completely. And I'm just like, holy shit, Danny Glover's in this. I agree with you 100%. I forgot he was in it as well. And he's, he's so awesome. He's so good in it. We've, um, we've done quite a few like in a row now where we've had Danny, Danny Glover pop up. Surprising Danny, yeah, Danny Glover Surprise Danny Glover. 
Surprise Glover. So we should have done Lethal Weapon <laughs> just to round it out. Um, Too old for this shit. That's a good franchise. That's a solid franchise. Uh, it wavers a little bit with the Kung Fu, but they make fun of themselves, so I let it slide. So do you want to talk numbers? Because Saw's, yeah, Saw's big numbers. on the numbers. Yeah. Uh, first one was a budget of $1.2 million. So that's pretty nice. String. Yeah. So, you know, for two guys who just made a short film and then got fun- funding off $1.2 million in 2004 is no laughing matter. Now, did we talk about that? The original... Was the based I- off a short yeah, that the they'd idea done. came yeah. from a from Yeah, the absolutely. Short. The short you can see on YouTube, fantastic. Yeah. Check it out. It's really good. Like, they have got a good idea. I can't believe that they had to go overseas to get funding for this. Yeah. I can't believe that someone in Australia wouldn't put money behind this or, yeah. you know, it blows my mind. They're um, kicking themselves now, aren't they? Because how, oh much, mo- how much well, money did the original movie make? $103 million. Off a $1 million off investment. A, off a film that would have got a very limited release because mm. they're nobodies, right? So yep. $102 million, oh, $103. So then you got Saw 2, and so they went, well, let's spend a little bit more money and see if, see how we do. $4 million budget, cleaned up $147 mil. Okay. And, and, and they didn't, okay. they, they spent a little bit more money like, Australian indie film a little bit more money. Yeah, not, like for anything under ten, the Americans not, still consider independent. Not so. Hollywood. Let's spend a little bit I more mean, money. I mean, every one of these films. Million. I mean, up until I think about the sixth one are under ten million. Yeah. You know? The th- um, the third film was a ten million dollar budget, but a hundred and sixty four million dollar return. Yep. So this is a no brainer. Um, the fourth one, ten million, one hundred and thirty nine dollar return. Saw five, ten point eight, with one hundred and thirteen return. So it's lowering down because it's we're starting to water this franchise out a little. Then we've got eleven million dollars, and we're only getting sixty-eight million for Saw Six. So that's where it starts to. That's they, they're running out of legs. This is getting a little bit silly, and they killed. That was the first one after they killed killed quotation marks uh, Jigsaw. Or did they? And then the final chapter had a budget of twenty mil, so they were going all in and got one hundred and thirty-six back. That I guess was the three D element probably drew in a lot of people, and calling oh, it the it. final chapter, yeah. which you know it's never going to be. You know damn well it's not the final chapter. Yeah, so I can only imagine the jigsaw one. I think they're probably going to spend quite a bit because you know Did, we're talking about a gap of two thousand ten to two thousand seventeen, so seven years it's been on break. Do you think that's going to that's jigsaw will turn into its own franchise and we'll get an origin story of how oh, we became jigsaw? They'll definitely. I know well, how I mean, much you love an origin story, that, but yeah, I mean. Oh, don't get me started. I'm just thinking about young... that new Joker and Harley Quinn origin story because that's what we want in iconic characters, <laughs> origins. That's what, we, that's what intrigues me most about the Joker. Where did he come from? What was his dog's name when he was a boy? Like, shut up. Um, so as you can see, lots of money. Mm, lots and lots of money. One, of money. two, three, four, five, I mean six. You're talking close to a billion dollars here as well for a very minimal about layout. What, not even $100 million. 40, it'd be 70, 80 mil. Yeah. No brainer. Yeah. And they're releasing well. around Halloween time as well, so big in the States. Horror movies are a, horror movies are an easy go-to because they're cheap to make. Well, I say cheap, but still a couple of million dollars. Um, but they, can, But everyone loves a horror movie. Yeah. People either like to be scared or they like the, the thrill of, you know, oh, I wish I could do that in real life, but I can't, so I'll watch a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, as a franchise, I think Saw is well and truly on its way. Has it run its course, though? I don't know. I think it has. We'll find out in 2017's Jigsaw. But, yes, I think it has run its course. It's um, Because I guess the whole point of a sequel is you've always got to top yourself, I guess. When, you, when yeah. you're going to see something that's a continuation of something, as much as I hate to say it, you probably do have to. You end up backing yourself into a corner, though, because there's only so far you can go without becoming ridiculous. 
Yeah. Which is the inevitable downfall in, yeah. in all. Because the subtlety of that, like, head trap in the first one yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. It's a bear trap. It's been modified. It's in your mouth and it's over your head and when it goes off. It's going to rip gonna your head off. It's going to split your head in half. Yeah. yeah. It's so subtle and it's all rusty and you can see like he's made it. It looks gnarly. It yeah. looks like you're going to need a tetanus shot after it. <laughs> um, but then by the, yeah, by the fourth or fifth one, the, the, there's these elaborate gadgets where you're going to get frozen by liquid nitrogen and, you know, like. <laughs> and then a hammer's going to swing down and tap you and yeah, you'll shatter. and you're just like, oh, God, stop. Just please stop. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as a movies, I would recommend the first uh, the, the first, first two couple. or three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give three a pass because it's got some interesting scenes. Like it, it plays with your moral fibers a little bit, which yeah. I like. I was like, when a horror movie does that. One is to me a fantastic Still film. Still really good, uh, even rewatching again for this was like, yeah. man, this is a great film. Like yeah. this is a good film, um, and you can see and you watch that first or you can see where that shaped them for things where they did like the, the conjuring and um, the, the, the Annabelle and stuff like that. Like yep. you, particularly with James Wan's directing style, you can, it's really prominent through it and it's fantastic. And he went on to do the fast and furious as well. One of the fast and furious movies, Ooh. which is a, a segue into our yeah. next one. But um, yeah, we're I would definitely recommend tying things together, aren't we? Yeah. Accidentally though. And completely we by accident. We never plan we're any of it. Planned. It always falls. I'll be just like writing my notes and I'll be like, oh wait, that's the guy who did this. We did that. Yeah. It happens even with really obscure people as well. Like, oh, he wrote that, but he wrote this as well. Um, yeah, so it was really good. Um, I'd recommend Saw, Saw 2's, oh, yeah, it's a good romp, yeah. and I'd say check out 3. Yep. Uh, I mean, if they, if you really like them, keep going until yeah, it play upsets on. you, I guess. I think I'm going to go back and try six and, uh, 6 and 7 just to see. Uh, just to remember, I have... I remember seeing it in cinemas, so we're talking seven or eight years ago, but I remember seeing the one, I think it was the sixth one, or the sixth, it must have been 3D, when they bring the doctor back and I was just like, I'm done, I'm out, I'm out, <laughs> goodbye everyone. Check please. Check, <laughs> check. So yeah, I'm I was like, that's out. just like, I don't even want to, I don't want to entertain that idea, it's terrible. Well, so far I seem to have a three movie in a franchise limit. Three out of seven is yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get to three and I'm like, all right, you're taking the piss now. Did you see four or did you just think this? I have, no, like, I, I didn't even realise I made one a year for eight years. Like, yeah, it that just, was pretty crazy. Yeah. So Absolutely. I got to three and I haven't seen any anything after three. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I, like you, I'd recommend the first three, um, yeah. especially the first one. If you're if you're not a, I guess a horror genre fan, you probably wouldn't want to go on. But at least watch the first one. The first one's good because it's like twists and turns, and yeah. why is he doing this, and who's who, and rah rah rah. And, and the fact that they made it for, well, you can see, I guess you can see, yeah. it's like they made it cheaply, but yeah. it, it doesn't. It's one of those horror films that like, almost like eighty percent of it takes place in one spot, one room, yeah. But it's done; it's executed so well that it's, it's really yeah. Well. It reminds me a lot of Cube. Have you ever seen the movie Cube? It all takes place in these series of cubes. These people wake up in these coloured cubes, and there's a door on the floor, on the roof, and on all four walls, and you can move from cube to cube, but you can hear the cubes moving. Like they're systematically moving as well. There's a pattern you've got to figure out. Now all I can think about is Mr. Burns. Is it about my cube? <laughs> is it about my cube? Dear Mr. Burns, yeah, um, but you have 20 minutes to move your, your cube. Car, your car has now been crushed into a cube. You have 20 minutes to collect your cube. Um, it's a good movie. It's like that set effectively in one room and they just change the colour because the cubes have, each cube has an internal cube has a different colour. I'm Watch confused already. Cube. Watch the cube. It's hard <laughs> Hang to on a minute. It's we're we're talking about saw. How do we get onto the cubes? Let, um, cubes, like a square, 
I can't think of a way to segue into the Fast and Furious. Only three-dimensional. Three-dimensional, like the movie, like like the <laughs> acting in Fast and Furious. Oh, no. Too no, soon. you didn't. Too soon. No, Too you soon. didn't. <laughs> um, the Fast and the Furious. So the first one came out in 2001. Mm. What a year to be alive. Yes. Then we had the Too Fast, Too Furious, playing with the numbers. I yep. like it. 2003. Then we had 2006, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Then it was Fast and Furious. Oh, yep. Uh, which is you don't want to get one. too far away from your original title. No, no, no. Confuse people. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Because that was when we bought back the original Brian and Dom. So the first one was Brian and Dom. So the first one's Point Break with um, Vin Diesel and... With cars instead of surfboards. What's the guy's name who uh, passed Paul away? Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, they, those two are in it, and it's basically Point Break, right? You gave us the spoil, spoiler alert after we'd spoiled it. Yeah, true. That's <laughs> terrible. Spoiler alert at the end of it. Just edit that out. Yeah. Uh, and it's a brilliant film, even though it's, it's almost a direct copy of Point Break, Cop Undercover, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Uh, it's very good. Uh, I'm not even really big into cars, so, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, the Too Fast, Too Furious was uh, Brian Goes Undercover, but there was no Dom in the second one. From memory, it was all Brian's story. Vin Diesel was that was when Tyrese came back into it. Uh, the Fast and Furious was Tokyo Drift, which was no Dom, no Brian. We just had the American guy in Tokyo, like his dad with the Asian there, guy. Or, yeah, his yeah. dad was his army brat, and he, and the Asian guy comes into it who comes back later on. So I'm sorry, I can't remember any of these characters' I, names. I'm just putting it out there. That was a terrible fucking movie. Tokyo Drift is where I tuned out. Because a horrendous it's movie. so bad and there's so much computer-generated stuff. The charm of these movies, that first one was, you were busting up real cars. Mm. Like, you were sticking cameras under the engines of cars. I'm not even a car nugget, but it was, yeah, it's brilliant. So, Tokyo, uh, yeah, Tokyo Drift was 2006. Then we went to Fast and Furious, which was 2009. That was when they bought back Brian and Dom to go undercover to take out the drug lord, and that's where his love interest, Letty, dies. Uh, then we had Fast or Five. Or does she? Or does she? Wink, wink, spoiler oh, alert. Oh, how many times? I'm going to have to do a count. <laughs> uh, then they just changed to Fast Five, which I dug. Right, I was yeah. like, you know what? Well, they're just getting lazy. I think that's where this um, franchise got me back. Because yeah. like, we're not just about cars, we're a heist movie. And we've got The Rock. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, all right, now I'm listening. What's yeah. going on here? And they got back to smashing up cars and, yeah, there's yeah. a bit of computer-generated stuff, but it was still pretty ridiculous. Uh, then we got Fast and Furious 6, which is just all of them are back again. And then we bring in more stars. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> who played the bad guy, Deckard. I can't remember the actor, but he's a good actor. He's a great actor. Um, and then they're just bringing people in, celebrities, and they're dropping cars out of planes. And of course, because that's what you do. It's getting more ludicrous. Yeah. Letty comes back from the dead. Is that the one where they steal a safe and they're towing a safe down no, the street? No, that's five. Is that's that fast five. Is five. Uh, fast six is, because fast five's in Brazil when they steal in the yeah, safe. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Fast six is when um, they go. They got to team up with The Rock. Yep. to take down the guy who's stealing stuff and he has that cool car with a ramp on it and he just drives up and the other cars fling off it. And then you go into Furious 7 where Jason Stratham joins the franchise yep. and he's the brother of that guy and he wants revenge on the team. So he goes after all the team. And that was the one that was directed by James Wan who did The Saw. And that was on where Paul Walker passed away and yep. they hadn't quite finished the film. So yeah, halfway through shooting. Yeah, they used his brother to finish it all off and they had a nice little tribute at the end which was really good. I, that's the only one I haven't seen, I think. Is, oh, you haven't seen that one? No, I've seen all the others. Um, and I think it's like it's kind of 
it's well, it is. It's tragic and ironic that Paul Walker died in a car like in a high yeah. performance car accident. Yeah, speed speeding. Yeah, um, left yeah. behind a wife and daughter, which was sad. And I guess you you, you know uh, you should watch that movie if you haven't seen it because they do kind of have this nice little tribute at the end. Uh, and I guess for these guys, like especially Vin Diesel and stuff, you know, this guy would have been like a brother to him. They yeah, made all these movies spent together. They spent together. a lot of time together. Yeah. You know, they would have been, you know, his family would have been his family. And I think Vin Diesel named one of his kids after him, I think, Brian or something like that. I'm not really that fast and furious enthusiast. But it's it, it actually brought a tear to my eye at the end. Like, it's actually really emotional. You cried everything. I don't cry. I do cry a lot, but not at everything. Every no, t- at, the end of, every, like, at the end of every My Little Pony episode, you're <laughs> yeah. in tears. That shit, don't even say those words. <laughs> um, the two cars, you know, they're, they're racing off. And because, you know, Brian's got his family now, he's got kids. So he's yeah. kind of like, you know, it, with it's Dom's a natural. Sister. With Dom's sister, which is a natural progression out of the franchise because it's, you know, if you've got kids, you're not going to be risking your life by jumping cars out of planes. Or are you? <laughs> or are you? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> well, that brings me to the last one, which was 2017 this year, The Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Which is. Uh, Charlie's Theron's the bad guy. Surely they've got to wind it up now. Well, I guess so because the twist in this is that she's kidnapped Dom's son. Dom has a son that he doesn't know about with the girl from the Fast Five, the police, the oh, Brazil one, the one, no. the really hot one. So she gets pregnant because they get together in the sixth one, but then his girlfriend Letty comes back from the dead, yeah. so they break up. So she was pregnant and didn't tell him about it. So he has to, he's against his whole team, except for Brian and his sister aren't in this movie. So they're out of it now. They're kind of like, you know, they're off to live the we've separated life from this, you know, yeah. this world we live in. So yeah, it's all about him doing shit to protect his son. But then, you know, Jason Stratton comes in. Um, oh God, who plays the mum in it? Uh, what's her name? She's that hot older woman. She's a brilliant actress. Sharon Stone? Nope. Older. She was, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on that. That's so irritating. Daryl Hannah. I want to say Helen. Helen Mirren. Helen oh, Mirren. Mirren. Helen Mirren plays oh, yeah. the mum of uh, Jason Stratham and his brother, the actor whose name I can't, I keep forgetting, but is annoying because I really like him as an actor. <laughs> she plays their, like, cockney mum. Um, and Charlie's Theron's in it, and the guy from Game of Thrones is in it, the big tall dude with the beard, Tormund. Uh, it's a good little cast. It's really good. I mean, and they bring back everyone and, you know, you've got, uh, I can't even remember their names. I'm going to try. Obviously, <laughs> though, the Gal Gadot character's gone. Yeah. Because, you know, she's well, famous. She, she's Wonder she, Woman yeah, now as well. She's, but she's she, I think she died at the end of one of them. Did she? I thought so. Maybe she didn't. I can't remember. Did they address they just, they just And they had the two crazy Brazilian away. guys that they had in oh, five, right. but they weren't yeah. in six and seven. Yeah. And then they bring them they back briefly back. for an eighth. And it's like, oh, God, you people. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a solid franchise, right? Like, it's, it's got its ups and downs. It drifts it's, away from its theme. It changes styles frequently. Direction, morals. It, genres, yeah. Like, yeah, like, these are bad guys, but then it turns them into heroes by the end of it. Yeah. Even though they're just robbing people, like, they're very <laughs> anti-hero it's a it full-on franchise. It was. It's a weird one for me because the. Now, have you seen what ones have you seen? I've, I've, I've pretty much seen, seen all. Fast, of, you've seen all of them. I've pretty much seen all of them, bar the seventh one. Yeah, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. The first one is not a great film. I like the first one. Like it's it's an entertaining film, but it's not a great film. Yeah. Um, what it did do is it brought, I guess, car culture 
from the underground to a more popular scene. Oh, yeah. So it really exploded that that tuna scene in terms of cars. And the cars themselves, I think, are characters in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, the action scenes in that are so good. Yeah, but the acting is horrendous. The acting's pretty bad. It's horrendous. This is, um, Vin Diesel, who I think is a great actor now. It, it just took him seven Fast and the Furious movies no, I just to get think, there. I, so, like he, in Boiler Room, I think he's fantastic. He's great in that. Um, in Pitch Black movies, I think he's really good in that. Yeah. Um, the Fast and Furious is probably his weakest stuff. But when you look at him from the first one, because I already watched the first one to, for this, yeah. and then I'd watched The Fate and the Furious not too long ago, he's worlds apart as an actor. Yeah. Worlds apart. Like he is so good in 2017. I mean, there's not a lot to do, but he's you could see he's honed his craft in those, what, 16 years he's honed yeah. his craft. Which, you know, you've got to be thankful for that. Yeah. Because he he's just he's got a lot more subtlety the character in the first one he overacts so yeah. bad. and same with Paul Walker yeah yeah but I don't think Paul Walker's ever been a good actor no I'm not a fan agreed. of yeah I mean no disrespect to the dead but I'm not a fan of his I don't think he's really done anything that I've sort of liked he was yeah. okay in that time traveling one where he played uh, Billy Connolly's dad that's a great reference isn't the, it yeah that's it the I don't know other, what it's called the only other film I can remember seeing him in is that um, Into the Blue with Jessica Alba oh yeah and he's that, yeah. horrible acting yeah. in that as well and he's yeah I mean this franchise does not have you know Tyrese is not a good actor right? yeah the, the Tokyo the whole Tokyo Drift is terrible they've got um, you know what year did we say it was made 2001 yep um, Ja Rule is one of the characters yeah. in the first one yeah. it's like Come on. To be honest, I think Michelle Rodriguez is probably the best, <laughs> yeah, the the best, best actor in the I was going to say, um, oh, I've forgotten her name now, Dom's sister. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. She's okay, but. I think she probably gives the best performance. I, I, I think Rodriguez is great, and especially the one where she's like lost her memory and stuff like that, which is the one you haven't seen. Uh, which well, is, yeah. yeah, well, just talking about the first one, the I think. Um, I think Dom's sister, I wish I could remember her name now. Yeah, I can't remember either. She's um, Brewster, something or other. Brewster. Jordan Brewster. That's Jordan, it. Jordana Brewster. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she she's probably the only one who shows like a, a believable emotion at the end yeah. of the film. Yeah, <laughs> like the impact you know, it has. She's actually the, yeah, she's actually yeah. putting in a performance here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, I was always really surprised that it it did as well as it did, and that it spawned so many movies because. Like it's a it's a watchable action film, but like we say, it's not a yeah. great movie. What do you reckon the budget on it was? I reckon it would have been 40. 38. Yeah. Close. How much do you reckon it pulled back though? Heaps. Like 207. I was going to say like 300, yeah. yeah. 207. And then the second one, they spent 76, so they doubled their budget uh, and only bought in 236. Still nothing to be laughed at. Yeah. Um, the third one I couldn't find the budget for, but it did 158 mil. It's the lowest one. Yeah. And 158 million. Do you know million. my biggest problem with that is they took a Mustang in Japan, so an American muscle car in Japan, wrong already. <laughs> yeah. And then they put a the wrong engine in it, basically. If you're not yeah, a car person, yeah. you won't get it. But you just don't I think don't, my problem, just I'm don't not a car that. person, yeah. as you know, is there was a lot of computer, I remember there being a lot of computer-generated stuff in that. And horrendous like, can acting Can we not get again? stunt people to drift cars? Do we need to do it with a computer? <laughs> it's probably, probably can't get um, union support in America to do that. <laughs> it was weird. Um, and then you went into Fast and Furious. Um, which is the, where they sort of started to change. That was supposed style. to be the, re- bought, the return to form. Yeah, so they bought Brian and Dom back, so they upped the budget, 85 mil. 
which paid off, 363. That was just to pay for Vin Diesel's muscles. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was starting to be big by then <laughs> he too. Getting so he would have cost, up, he would have cost a bit. Because I think I heard he quotes per muscle, yeah. That's it. Um, Then they were like Fast Five. I think by Fast Five they're like, hang on, this whole cars and heist thing is going to pay off. And hot chicks, $125 million budget. Big gamble. Mm. $626 million. insane. Ridiculous. So they really hit their stride by now. Yeah, so then when they get to Fast and Furious 6, $160 million budget. So we're, we're upping the budget, you know, and we're bringing $788 million in. And then we're thinking, well, let's go fast seven. You know, this is no brainer. One hundred ninety mil. Let's just back the, the money truck up. Yeah, and that's the one point five billion that they made off Furious Seven dollars. Um, I guess that that would have had a lot of people going to see it because it was well, the, Paul that was Walker's the one that where Paul film. Walker yeah. was the last one he did, and he didn't quite finish it. And like we said, his brother yeah. had to come in. Um, and I guess also like it's a big part of the film because it's like yeah, it's all of them and Jason yeah. Statham's the bad guy trying to get revenge for them killing his brother. Uh, not killing his brother, putting him in hospital because that has that open sequence where he's walking through the hospital. He just Jason straight and murders everyone in the hospital. You know, he's like blowing up and he leaves a grenade. I'll the one, the one I haven't seen. No, no, that's seven. Seven, yeah, that's the one I haven't seen. Oh right, so you haven't seen eight? You've seen eight. Eight doesn't exist yet, does it? Did yeah, you say it's, it's the coming. Fate and the Furious. Yeah, which is out. Is it out? It came out earlier this year. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. That's the one with Shelley's thrown in. See, I can't keep up with these things. Well, that one had a budget of $250 million. $250? Charlie's has probably got a big price tag. Wow. $1.2 billion still. $1.2 billion. So this franchise has, well, I mean, 13, 14, 15. So it's made nearly $3 billion. Is that all? Yeah. They could have tried harder. $3 billion for nearly seven, eight hundred million. For what was quite a tumultuous start, I'm going to put out there. Yeah. Yeah, which was, yeah, not like, I mean, it's it's point break with cars. Like, yeah. it's not original on any level. And they it's made, a solid film, though. They I came reckon. back from Tokyo Drift. That's the part I can't yeah, believe. The Tokyo, well, that's where I guess they sort of shifted that whole. It was horrible. It was yeah. so bad. But then Tokyo Drift, I think, is the one. So I've got it as the third film, but I think it's technically uh, the fifth film. No. It's technically the sixth no, film. It is the wow, but it is the third one. No, but in the timeline of the movies, because um, I don't quite fully understand it. But because Han's in the other ones, and even though he dies, he dies in the ones before. So the end of the third, the end of the sixth movie leads into I think the third movie. It's on the internet. Look it up. You lost me. Its timeline is all over the place. Just they kill a character and bring him back. Just ignore Tokyo Drift. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't need to be there. Just but, but he cameos in the bloody eighth one, doesn't he? No, seventh one. Oh, you haven't seen it. Um, the eighth one is yeah, with Charlie's Theron, and then they team up. Jason, they break the rock out of jail, and Jason Statham and and so Jason Statham teams up with them. I have so many problems with this on so many levels. He tried to murder all of you. He's murdered a bunch of innocent people and now he's like the lovable rogue in it and him and like the rocker switching banter. And in the end there's like, I got your back, brother. I'm like, he's a mass murderer. $1.2 billion. I know, but I'm just talking from a creative point of writing and characters. <laughs> but I guess this franchise by this stage doesn't it really doesn't care matter. about it. It's just, it's got the momentum. It's the a good snowball thing, rolling The good thing they are there. doing is the character Hobbs, which is who the rock plays, is going to get his own spin-off. I'm down for that. Because I'm all down for The Rock just being The Rock in an action movie. With his muscles. Bring it on. I'm all for that. Although I did just watch Baywatch recently. And yeesh. 
Why would you do that? I don't know. I just thought yeah. maybe it'll be good for a laugh. Yeah. But I, I did not laugh that much. I like Zac Efron. I like Alexandra Daddario. I think she's a brilliant actress. Um, I like uh, Dwayne Johnson. I think he's awesome as well. Zac Efron, I think, has got huge potential. Um, but that film was rubbish, wrapped in rubbish, <laughs> deep fried in rubbish. Heard. And then with a bit of rubbish sauce. Just all over. And some shit sprinkles. Yeah, with shit sprinkles. So, yeah, that's a bucket load of money. That's, that's the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. Um, and I think the the thing with it now is, like I said, it kind of it kind of gave um, that car culture a bit of a shot in the arm, yeah, brought it out of the underground to popular. So now, you know, every second person's a car nut, and I love this and that, and that's obviously why the the grosses went up so drastically. Yeah, yeah. they've um, and then they've I think got their that was crown. smart by making them heist movies because now yeah. broader appeal. Yeah. So now the car nuggets can go, but they can bring their girlfriends and. Boyfriends, because girls are into cars as well. Yeah, but they can also bring their friends. No, I don't really, because I don't really like car movies. So I didn't see the. I saw the first one in cinemas, but I didn't see the the other two. I just saw on DVD. Yeah, but then this Fast and Furious one, that trailer was like, oh, okay, that looks a little bit different. And then I, by the Fast Five, I was like, well, this looks like a different film altogether. It's sucked in, and sucked I was like, right I'm, in. I'm back, baby. I'm, I'm going to the cinemas to see this. And then I think I've been to the cinema to see all of them except for The Fate and the Furious, which I just saw on, on DVD a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. There you go. On 4K, I think I saw it on. Whoa. Yeah. Whoosh. Did it burn your eyeballs? It was not shot in 4K, so it did not look great in 4K. <laughs> I'm still skeptical about 4K, but that's another podcast. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's for our 4K that's podcast. For my 4K, yeah, 4K. <laughs> yeah. 4K with Wangman. 4Kng with Wangman. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend the first film, even though it's, yeah, like it's nothing, it's a great little action. It's a great movie I'd put on a, what I call the lazy Sunday movie yeah. where I just chuck it on there. Maybe you've been out and you've had a big night Saturday night. You just want to chill, relax. You know, maybe you just want to not talk to anyone. You want to kill, this is the movie for you. Yeah. Well, I think of all the ones that I've seen, bar the Tokyo Drift that we're murdering. Yeah, that we're pretending doesn't exist. Um, he whose all, name should not be spoken. They're all easy to watch. So um, I don't think, like, I'll say it again. I don't think the first one is a great movie. Yeah. It's entertaining. Um, that crash at the end though, so good. They really, they really hit their straps at the yeah. in the in the in the second half of their run. Yeah, there. I mean, I assume the next one has to be in space. Uh, I mean, spaceships. At some point, you've done everything in like the Mighty Ducks movies. The next one has to be in space. You need like a Space Jam type they've, scenario. They've, they've done everything they can do in a car. Yeah, where like aliens come from Earth and they're like, we're going to take over Earth unless you know you can beat us in this alien sport. And it ends up just being ice hockey. And so the Mighty Ducks are like, well, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> oh, I mean, what else has Pacey from Dawson's Creek got going on? You know what I mean? He could, he could reinvent Pacey. that. He could bring that franchise back from the dead. Poor Pacey. He's such a good actor. I loved him in Fringe. He never, he never quite hit it off with Katie Holmes, though, did he? I can't remember how that story was sad, how it ended. I just remember, all I remember in Dawson's Creek is Michelle Williams' character dying and just being like heartbroken by that whole thing. Remember she does that video diary? And Dawson films it. and well, You must have seen way more of it than Dawson I have. Made, like towards the end, Dawson just made me cry a lot. But I'm really sensitive, unlike you. I have a heart. That's true, yeah. <laughs> what, have, that I'm sensitive? Well, yeah, you have a well-developed emotional gland. I do. I milk it. Daily. <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> well, that's Fast and Furious. Those are our three, our three franchises that we looked at. Mm. Um, we did. We had a couple of special mentions there. Police Academy was a great we, one. We went on a few tangents as well. Lord of the Rings is a no-brainer. Like Lethal God, Weapon. I can only imagine the money that thing's made. Lethal Weapon's a really good one. Can you think of any the others? Hobbit. The Hobbit, that got three out. Star Wars. 
Star Wars is, I mean, it's a beast, right? We've got the it's ninth. A, it's the franchise of all franchises. The ninth one coming out this year? Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole, those whole new three confused the absolute shit out of me. Which new, the... Well, we had, we had the original the trilogy, trilogy, then, then we had the prequels. Yep. And then when they did, so I don't keep up with all of the gossip and everything like you do. When they did The Force Awakens, I thought, awesome, we're going to get three films after the original three were set. That's not what we got. That's we what got, we got. No, we got The Force Awakens yeah. and then we got the Rogue movie One. in between the prequels <laughs> and, and the original trilogy yeah, yeah. where everybody f- dies. I thought that like, was great. Literally everybody Spoiler in that movie alert, dies. After yeah. the event. After the, everybody <laughs> dies. One, everybody dies. There is no survivors. That I thought was the best thing about that film, for Star Wars to have the balls to just kill all the central characters. But, but we didn't need that movie. I would have preferred much more. They all had to die because it's in canon. Yeah, of yeah. course. But the, what I'm saying is that movie didn't need to be made. Yeah, why? I would have preferred more gnarly lightsabers. Well, you'll get that. You'll start to get that. I want three movies of that. You're going to get that. Not two. I want three of them. And then when they delve into the back history. And I want messed up, kind of fat looking Mark Hamill back in the movie. Yeah, well, it's coming. You've got it in a couple of months. But why do we have to sit through Rogue One? This is is my film. I don't understand it. (laughs) You're getting everything. They they didn't. Just say thank you, Disney. I wasn't expecting it. I don't like it. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. I, I, I'm not excited about that Han Solo movie, even though it's got good talent attached to it and uh, Ron Howard's directing, which is awesome. Did you I say just, you're not excited? I just I'm not, can't get excited about mm. it. The origin of Han Solo, I, you know how I feel about origins. It's weird. Mm. I don't need to know the origin of Han Solo. He's a cool dude. Like, make another standalone one like Rogue One where it's his, just a story set in the Star Wars universe. His son stabbed him to death. The end. Because I don't think, because I think it's just going to be a film of Spoiler alert as well. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, Ron <laughs> Howard is killed by his son. No, Han Solo is stabbed. Um, that was messed up, by the way. Yeah. I was kind of expecting it. It was still messed up. Yeah. There was this weird, weird fan, just because I love to go on tangents, there was a weird fan theory on the internet that Han Solo flicked the lightsaber on and killed himself because he knew the, the only way that Ben, because if Ben didn't kill him, and, you know, Snoke found out it, Kylo Ren would be punished and so he knew he had to kill himself to open his own son's eyes to hopefully, you know, turn back to the light side. Mm. I saw a great thing actually <laughs> as well about how all of them... You're tuned into the Tangent Hour. <laughs> Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. Uh, when you say the word hour, well, that traditionally comes from the Greek word, no. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they talk about how, you know, like Kylo Ren fell to the dark side, Luke kind of looks like he's not looking good, Anakin fell to the dark side, and then you've got Princess Leia who, like, you know, taken away from her adoptive parents, her planet was blown up, her father was killed, and she's not even once been tempted by the dark side. She's now like a general in the rebellion army. Yep. Not once has she like faltered. All il- the men in yeah. the, the, time, the Skywalker family. The perfect illustration of how women are far more emotionally yeah, yeah, secure yeah, yeah. than men. All the men in the Skywalker family have just like at the drop of a hat yeah. murdered children in a temple, you know, <laughs> like right. boom, you know. I'll never forgive Anakin for that. That was the wor- That's one of the worst parts of those films. He just goes from like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit confused about who I am and, oh, they didn't give me that promotion at work. Uh, mm. I'm going to murder younglings in the I'm temple. I'm just going to murder everybody. And then um, yell at Natalie Portman. That was the Portman. other fan theory I liked. There's the, one of those younglings, that Snoke, the main bad guy from The Force Awakens, is one of the younglings, like, grown up. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic theory. He just kidnapped one of them. Like, he's so brutally wounded because, you know, like, he yeah. thought he struck him down, but he survived the lightsaber attacks. That's why he's deformed. Like, that's fantastic. I want that. I want that so bad. 
But yeah, that was our franchise. I can't think of any others. We've got me on Star Wars now. Tyler Superior is a Star Wars with me. Tangent and... I can't think of any of the other big franchises, but... Yeah, I think we covered most of them. Chronicles of Narnia is probably one like that, but I don't oh, think yeah. that's a huge moneymaker. But I think they've just announced they're going to do another one. National Lampoons. National Lampoons. Now, that's a franchise that's I can get franchise. behind. Yeah. Even that new one wasn't was, half bad. I was going to say, the, the one they tried to bring back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had. The, it was good to see Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo going at it. So, mm. yeah. That's it. I can't think yeah. of any others. Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're you going to do... Movies. Movies with non-traditional cinematography. That's great. I love it. We're going to do End of Watch, Hardcore Henry, and Cloverfield. That's it. Which I love because that's three films that are very it's different. Three different styles. types of, of yeah. um, not untraditional cinematography. And I haven't seen End of Watch, so boom, so, movie I so haven't yeah. seen. Well, we've got Cloverfield, which I think is classified as like a found footage. That's like a found hand, footage, yeah. cam type. Yep. Hardcore Henry is entirely point All of view. POV, yeah. yeah. yeah POV. So just... Um, and then End of Watch, she said it's documentary style. Documentary style. Yeah, so great. it's shot, yeah, shot from strange angles and things yeah. like that. Lots of follow cams and... Mm. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this one too. Me too. And where can we be reached? We can be reached on Facebook at Scene3Podcast. Come by and like the page and give us a post and listen to episodes and all kinds of other random things. Yeah. And um, shoot us an email if you feel so inclined at Scene3Podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends. Subscribe, do all those things. Yeah, tell your friends if you've got any. Yeah. Um, say these two guys that... And we'll take anyone on the show. Anyone at all. That's it. These two guys that, you know, pretend to talk about movies on a theme, go off on tangents and, you know, randomly talk crap for an hour. That's kind of the show. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time round. <laughs>